Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Fatia and I'm your host and you're listening to the She Wins Podcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely amazing because I'm doing great. Thank you. (laughs) So today I'm really excited about this episode because we will be talking all social media and I know you guys love social media. You guys love learning new things about how to grow your business, how to build a better presence online and how to get noticed. Because obviously if your business it's not visible to anyone that you're probably not going to make money. So today I have Hannah J. Klockner on the podcast and she's a social media marketing specialist and she's worked with so many companies and the big guys as well, including Amazon, Hatch Enterprise and many hotels. So today she's leaving the big guys and actually helping us discover a little bit more about how to help our business grow on social media. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome to She Wins Podcast, the business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle podcast for you to get the tools, the tips, and the knowledge to start and grow a successful online business. We're going to be having fun talks and discussions with experts in the industry on topics like business, marketing, branding, and much more, where you will learn actionable tips that you can apply to your own business. We're here to encourage you and empower you to start your own online business and guide you through the journey. My name is Fatia and I'm your host. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, Hannah. Welcome to the She Wins Podcast. Tell us a little bit more about your background and how everything started. Thank you so much. And thanks for the introduction, Fatia. That's really nice. So, well, maybe a few more words about me. Uh, you said quite a lot, so where to begin? Well, I, um, I'm i a social media specialist, that's right, and I have been you know, in digital marketing since around 2007 or 8. I actually started with blogs, you know, that was the thing back then. Yeah. So the social media was just evolving, it was just starting, it was a brand new thing. Uh, but with blogs it was you know they were really growing and I actually started a blog it was a fashion blog and I um, had a couple of editors working with me and helping me to um, you know create blog posts yeah and then obviously social media evolved so we started posting on Facebook and Twitter so I learned all about that but I kind of grew out of that platform um, the fashion blog mm-hmm. and I actually sold it a couple of years later so that was like a really the beginning of my journey. Um, and then I moved to Prague where um, I started working um, from a co-working center. Okay. And they invited me, why don't you just do a workshop for our members about blogging? Because you know so much about it. Yeah. And I was very excited and thrilled to do it. And you know, to my big surprise, it really took off and I had lots of people coming and I realized the huge potential of trainings. Yeah. So that's where, I, that's where I actually started. So it was in Prague in around 2003, 2013. And then I actually moved um, the next year to London. And soon after I started teaching with the University of the Arts London. So that was brilliant. Um, I, took their, I took on their writing for blogs course, which I created for them. And then um, soon after that, also the social media marketing course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do um, these trainings at UAL and then also with Instituto Marangoni, which is an Italian 
private fashion university. Yeah. Again, I'm all in marketing, not in fashion, right? Mm -hmm. But they needed to. And yeah, besides that, I have had a couple of clients, um, you know, like I train companies, typically small to medium sized, but I had some bigger clients that I worked with, like the fashion division of Amazon. I trained their team um, and I trained also uh, GLH hotels. They own uh, Thistle Hotels, Hartwick Hotels, the Amber Hotels. So they're one of the biggest, um, the largest hospitality business in London. So yeah. why did you start blogging in the first place? Well, I think I always had, you know, quite a lot of passion for just writing in general and just mm. sharing, you know, just my thoughts and like what's going on, what I, like what's going on around me. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think that's where I started. And social media just really, you know, makes the message a lot quicker. Yeah. So I think that's why I transitioned into that quite mm. soon. Would you recommend someone to start blogging right now? Yes, of course. So maybe like another question that I could like almost go into right mm -hmm. straight away is yeah. like, what is the difference? Do I still need a blog? Yeah. It's uh, one of the questions that people are asking today. Yeah. So having a blog is a very different thing from having a social media presence. Definitely. And, you know, social media, it's all like great for um, building your brand awareness and reaching out to new audiences very, very quickly mm -hmm. because, you know, what you had to do before it was all about you know before social media before the internet it was all about networking you would yeah. give out your business cards you had to go somewhere and you would collect them and that was like your whole network yeah but you know social media really made that process so much quicker now it's kind of like you can walk into a room where there are hundreds of people and you can start just simply communicating with them. Yeah. So social media is great and it's great for brand awareness mm -hmm. and reaching out to new audiences. Um, but blogging goes a little bit deeper into that. So it's more about building the relationship and building the trust with the people that you have connected with. Yeah. It's a place where you can show your expertise. Um, you know, it's a place for building thought leadership. Mm. So it has a very different position in the digital marketing world. Yeah. So right now, if someone is just starting up as an entrepreneur or just starting up building their own brand, where would you recommend them to start from? Well, first I would look, what is their business and mm -hmm. where is their audience typically hanging out? Yeah. Then I would look at the social media platforms and I would look at the number one most relevant one and, you know, maybe add one secondary one yeah uh, we see a lot of starting entrepreneurs or companies you know going into that oh we need to be on all the social media platforms it's you know it's very difficult yeah, you can't keep up with it, it that's, always, that's what i always say you can't keep up with it it's too much so mm -hmm. just pick one or two that are the most relevant so if you do business to business maybe linkedin would be great business to customer and you are more lifestyle oriented, a personal brand, definitely Instagram. Um, Facebook is great as soon as you can do ads. Mm. Without them, it's not really going to work. Mm. So you don't really have to bother with a Facebook page that much. In fact, what I found, um, you know, even with my clients is that when they use their personal Facebook profile, yeah they can actually connect with the relevant people on the platform and make money through that rather than having a page 
as long as they're doing it organically. But mm. once you start having those budgets and you want to start scaling up, then Facebook pages are great because you can start using Yeah, obviously it. that makes sense. So once we choose the platforms that we want to be on, what are the main things that we need to keep in consideration? Mm, I think that, you know, it's all about building the momentum and all about being present there. Yeah. So having content and creating content is like a basic thing. It's no longer the thing that will really just grow the audience for you. And you have to keep it in mind. There is so much um, competition. Yeah. There are so many people on the platform. So, you know, your content is really just a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. I'd say the second step right after that, and a lot of people forget for, forget this, is that social media is, is a two-way stream of communication. Yeah. They, a lot of people still think that, you know, if you come on social media, it's great, you'll be just posting and people are going to come to you. I always say it's like uh, being a wallflower at a party. Yeah. And you sip your drink in the corner alone and you hope that somebody comes and will, you know, admire, admire your dress. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. It's not going to happen, for no. sure. You can have the most beautiful dress, you know, the most beautiful content, but mm. if you are not connecting with people, it's not going to happen. So I think yeah. um, organically, if you want to build your platform, start um, connecting with people and start creating partnerships that mm. can get you, you know, like um, in the long run that will really work for you. So we spoke about choosing the right platform for your business and then starting conversations on that platform. What's the next step? You have to have a compelling product or a service. Obviously, if you're trying to sell something, it may sound almost a little bit funny, but sometimes people even forget that they have to have something to sell in order to like make profit. You know, it's like, if I, if I just keep this conversation going, that's, you know, what should kind of make me money, but no, you know, social media is not what really makes you money. It's not the popularity. You still need to have a product and the product could be, you know, if you're an influencer, your product is basically connecting with brands and creating partnerships with them. If you have your own product or service, then it's selling it. So you need to have a platform for that. Make sure that you have like a reliable e-commerce, you know, you have a system for selling that platform, for selling that product or a service. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, as soon as you have the budget, start scaling up, start using the ads, um, because they can really work. They can really make you, you know, a lot of money in return. Um, I think that one thing that I would like to mention though, is that a lot of people focus on the number of followers, Yeah. like, you know, and this is a huge thing. And a lot of people, uh, you know, from my industry, keep very quiet about this because in a way it's somewhat embarrassing. Mm. And the embarrassing thing is that, you know, back in 2008, when social media just started to like really get more popular and people were joining, what people don't know now is that back then, everything that you ever posted on Facebook was visible to all the all the followers, you know. So if you had a page, yeah. and you had, um, you know, people liked your page, all those people who followed your page or liked your page would see hundred percent of your post. Yeah. So imagine it's kind of like you had the mayor of London saying to everybody, take all the posters in whole London and post as much as you want about your business, and it we will make it visible. Mm-hmm. It, it's you know it it was great, obviously. Yeah. And that's how a lot of the businesses 
grew their platforms. So they were able to get very quickly thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, um, you know, followers. Yeah. And it doesn't happen anymore because over the couple of, you know, over the past few years, um, Facebook uh, and Facebook also owns Instagram started to turn off the tap with the visibility. Yeah. yeah so it's now it's not everybody who sees your post that's first thing and if people don't see you they can't talk to you and if they don't talk to you they can't make business with you yeah so i would say you know don't put yourself under too much pressure for chasing followers yeah rather create real relationships those that really work yeah, so it's very important to actually treat your followers like human beings they're not just numbers and create that connection create that relationship because you don't have to have twenty thousand followers in order to have a profitable business online isn't it very true that's absolutely true no you don't i mean i know that from my own experience you know i have actually less than 1500 followers I get tons of business through Instagram. Anyway, it works for me. And then I actually know, you know, people who have 40,000 or actually even one person that has 120,000 uh, followers and they're not making money from their Instagram. You know, they still have a part-time job and they're struggling because they're thinking, well, what should I do? I don't really have a product and I'm not sure how to sell myself. And I have this huge following. And then I sometimes work with a brand, but they just give me stuff for free. So it's not really paying for yeah. my rent. You have to look at it. Just like you said, those are real people. Look at the real yeah. people there. I always make this example because I can see that the world is always trying to make us see like quantity more valuable than actually the quality of the people that we have. And it's like another example is imagine having a shop, like a physical shop. If you have thousand people, thousand potential people that are coming to your shop, that's a lot of people. So we, need, we kind of really need to focus on this and focus on what we have rather than what we don't have. Because that's what's stopping a lot of people from actually making those profits online. They focus on, I don't have enough people. But you do have, even 100 people, like you can literally leverage that. Go on. Well, if you can't really help just one person by one person by one person, yeah. you know, you can't help thousands of people. Like you, you know, you have to start from, I do suggest people that they do start from, you know, just helping one, second, third fourth, fifth customer, yeah. you know, and they start to really understand those customers. And then, you know, really based on understanding the customer, seeing your buyer personas, you know, and building those buyer personas yeah. on real examples, you know, that's how you build a business, not yeah. on those. I need thousands of followers. Yeah. Hopefully someone will buy. <laughs> yeah. What do you see as main difference between a company, what a company is looking for and what a personal brand is looking for? A really good question so well for a personal brand um, it also depends on like what stage that personal brand is you know at but um, typically for a lot of personal brands it will be just really starting out and for a personal brand cash flow will be will be like a number one thing yeah so I need to get the money into my business very quickly yeah. and so how do I actually find the relevant customers on my platform how do I post my content consistently so they can see my offer and so that you know the offer looks really appealing to them yeah I think these are the most typical questions for personal brands 
for businesses, you know, they, with, especially with small to medium-sized businesses, you know, with a couple of employees, um, the question begins for them, okay, so we know we need to be on social media, but, you know, how do we make it, um, how do we make ourselves visible with the least amount of resources? Because for a small business that is splitting the money between a couple of employees or even contractors, you know, it will be typically, it's not really like they have a cash flow problem, but they are very strict with where the money will go yeah. and every penny has to make sense. Mm. And every hour spent on social media has to make a real huge difference. Yeah. Then it's really looking at we have this much resources, this much time and this much money, mm-hmm. and these are our people, and they are this much or you know, they are trained a little bit and sometimes they're not trained at all. But how do we make it fly? Yeah. Very quick. Okay. So I think these are these two. Mm, that's interesting. So what do you think is the best lesson you've learned within your entrepreneurship journey? Oh my gosh, there's been so many, I'm quite sure. But I think one is to never give up on a customer. You know, sometimes um, people, they come to you and they tell you, I'm really interested in doing this and I really want to, you know, maybe take this um, consultancy and do this training. And then, you know, they kind of stop getting back to you Mm. for, you know, whatever reason. So never, I think my, one of my, one of the things that I have learned is that don't assume that the customer is not interested anymore. Mm, yeah, because sometimes one. it's just something personal comes up, you know, then they just have too much in their calendar. So mm. never assume like letting them go, do follow up, come back to them with yeah. all your, you know, generosity and look like is something happening? Is there anything that I can help you figure out on this journey? Um, and don't give up on them because you can actually lose customer just by not following up and people are busy. That's all. That's true. Never make an assumption. Yeah. That's, that's a good one actually. And what's the app or software you use the most like every day you can't live without, let's say. Ooh. Okay. Well, I'm actually quite basic with apps and everything, but I do spend a lot of time on Instagram. I really like um, the scheduling app Planoly. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love you know scheduling my content with that. Uh, it's so helpful. Um, you know, really like I think that kind of makes it all for me. I, I'm also a big fan of Slack because I have a team of people there um, that I like to communicate. I like to kind of separate the work messages you know, yeah. from my private messages, mm-hmm. um, because if, you know, my work team will be messaging me on Facebook, I'm going to go crazy, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be opening that and then like thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having a weekend, then I want a break, but yeah. then I will forget to message them back. And I probably shouldn't mention, but I think the Amazon app, you know, that's probably the number one for me for shopping all the time. <laughs> I open it way too frequently. So yeah, I'm I, sure think, that really- I think you can't really get out of the Amazon app without buying. It's such a, and the meat is so easy. Like, and I always like, I do this comparison. Like you should make your own website so easy to go through. Like you go in, you buy and you don't have to do anything. 
Yeah, exactly. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a favorite book or book that changed everything for you? How to Win People and Make Friends by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Definitely a number one, a good old classic. I read it when I was very young and I loved it. Um, I think it was really like a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. The other one would be uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. Um, so that is also like a really big one. Maybe something more recent. Um, I actually have this book right here, which is um, The Closest Survival Guide from Grant Cardone. He's a salesman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of, obviously, sales and, you know, objections from uh, my leads. So I really wanted to handle them. I mean, my idea of having a sales call with somebody, it's all about empowering uh, them to make the right choice, yeah. whether, to, whether they want to work with me or not. Mm-hmm. And I never want people to leave a phone call with me if they're interested, you know, like just kind of hanging in the middle, not yeah. being sure. Mm-hmm. I, I always like no rather than, you know, rather than I will always take that rather than this maybe. Yeah. So book has really helped me to, you know, work on my sales skills, which are probably not the best, but I've definitely improved with this one. Mm-hmm. With this That's book, yeah. good. What would you do differently if you can go back in time mm-hmm. and do it all over again? I would act probably a lot faster with a few things, you know, such as selling those one, actually that one, actually two blogs, which I had. Because mm. um, once I got bored of them and I really couldn't see my way, I would probably, you know, just do it much sooner. Mm. Um, and I think that would really help. So because I could just move on, you know, when you move on, there is there are new things always opening yeah. up. Um, so that's number one. And I think that just not really get upset from, you know, failure or from people telling me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I think that one took me quite a long time. So, you know, when I heard a no from a customer, I always took it very personally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at the it's beginning of the journey. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's now it's a no. Okay, great. So <laughs> let's move on. You yeah, know, yeah, there is nobody yeah. else waiting in the line. Yeah. And because at the beginning, you think like, I guess they say no, they're saying no to me. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And our mind starts like, you know. Find somebody, find a mentor that can really help you move faster to where you want to go. Every investment will bring something yeah, to some you. Yeah, some kind of return. Will, you know, it will, it's a return on investment, mm. actually. It will really help you get somewhere faster where you want to get without, well, I actually had a mentor and he told me, you know, you don't have to invent the wheel all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I really got it now. Like, why am I trying to do it all by myself all the time? Yeah. And figure it out all the time when I can just ask somebody for the help or ask them to do it. Or I can even, you know, just pay them sometimes a small fee and it's totally fine. Yeah. I don't have to do it all by myself. Yeah, I think it's also a women thing. We like to do things by ourselves. We feel like it's better if I do it by myself. But sometimes it could be the it could be a long way because you go through trial and errors because you not always you have the answers. So if you want to make it easier for yourself, a mentor is a good way. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice, I think that um, I can remember one very quickly now, which was. It was another mentor who told me, you know, if you actually look for a mentor, look for somebody who inspires you. Mm. Like, don't really look at 
what other people are really saying about that person or what other people are saying, you know, yeah. it's all about does he or she inspires you. And it made total sense. It's kind of like when you go, you know, you go to the gym and you see different personal trainers. Yeah. So you are looking at a certain body type, you know, like, okay, I want to have the beach body. I want to be more muscular. I want to be, you know, in a way sometimes, and sometimes people will say, I want to be more fat. Yeah. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So look for that person. And yeah. it doesn't have to be always the trainer who's the slimmest, more muscular, you know, because maybe the other one who's not as perfect magazine looking, mm. you know, he's the one who maybe lost like hundred pounds. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. where you are on your journey. So always that's look so for cool. that person that inspires you. Mm, that's a good one. And do you have a mantra yourself? I don't really have a mantra, but one thing I have actually like right on my wall, I have this just simple writing, which is bright future. And mm. I, you know, I have that because I have anxiety, you know, and sometimes my mind goes into, you know, thinking things are not going to work out and they're not going to be so good or yeah. and so on. And that always helps me to like break that pattern. Yeah. So I always say to myself, bright future. You know, there is another thing that's connected to that. For me, you know, future and just like looking into this, you know, being an entrepreneur is a huge uncertainty. You never know what's going to happen today. <laughs> okay. So, that, you know, my ex- ex- you know, again, yeah. my anxiety yeah. kind of likes to feed on that. Like, what if happens? What if, what if this happens? And what if yeah. that happens? And what if that doesn't work out? But I started to think about that, you know, that uncertainty is actually really fun. Like, mm-hmm. actually, you don't know what could happen yeah. and how exciting that is. Like, mm. you don't know what tomorrow holds for you. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking of it because sometimes you can really get crazy. Imagine this, this month you make a lot of money, next month you don't make any money. Then, like, yes. it, it's so up and down that you're like... Do you have any last tip that you want to share with us? As a social media specialist, obviously, social media tips come to my mind yeah. as first. Um, I would say a few things. Um, you don't have to be a professional and you don't have to have the perfect face and you don't have to have it all figured out when you mm. start on social media. You know, especially on Instagram, I think a lot of people go through this comparison and they're really stopped because they think that they can't match what's Mm. already on the platform. So start whatever you are. You don't have to have the best camera. You don't have to have a photographer taking pictures of you. It can be very simple to start where you are and start connecting with people and share whatever is going on. People will get it. Trust me, the more you tell on yourself, Mm. you know, that thing that you maybe don't really want to share. This is where people connect with you. That's absolutely an important tip. So how can our listeners connect with you? Of course, on social media. So um, on Instagram, you can find me as Hannah J. Klockner. So that's spelled H-A-N-A-J-A-Y-K-L-O-K-N-E-R. And also on LinkedIn, I'm happy to connect with you. And my website is the same, hannahjklockner.com. So I think these are the best ways. Okay, we're going to obviously put all these details in the description so you're able to connect with Anna at any time. And thank you so much for being on this episode, Anna. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) 
If you love this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at SheWinsMastermind, but also rate and review the podcast so many people can know more about this podcast. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.